Welcome back to the new creative age. Today I have the pleasure to talk to an inspiring photographer, Jimmy Lee. He has lived in East London since he was born and always loved documenting life around him. He calls his style a visual storytelling, no matter what the subject. Jimmy didn't get into photography through university or expensive classes, but through hard work, passion and dedication. Jimmy, welcome to the podcast. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'll clap myself as well. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, thank you so much for coming. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, to hearing your story because it's a quite unusual uh, story of a photographer. So... Um, the uh being a photographer wasn't your your first uh career you had a life before that uh, can you uh, tell me more about yeah, it a really long life um like in construction yeah um from when probably when from when i was about 16 mm -hmm. um done an apprenticeship to be a bricklayer so mm -hmm. the, the idea was going to the army at first but then things happened it didn't happen um and then i trained for three and a half years to be a bricklayer mm -hmm. out on site um done really well at it, um, then a recession kicked in, mm -hmm. um, in back in like 89, mm -hmm. so things got tough, so we were scratching around for work and stuff. Then I got an injury, um, put me out of work for two years, um, went back, managed to get back into construction because some guy gave me a, a, a really good chance, I didn't work for two years, and I went to this guy and I was like, I'll be honest with you, I haven't worked for two years, I've, I've not been skiving, I broke my leg and I couldn't work. Um, and he gave me a chance, and then that I was with a company then for like eighteen years mm, after that. Mm. So why did you why did you choose that career? Was it a choice, really? No, not really. I, I wouldn't. Like, so, so when I went to school, um, you what you did really when you because Fords is like right where we live, like at mm -hmm. the moment, it's like where we are in um, Barking and Dagenham. So that was um, when you left school. It was um, you're going to go and work in Fords. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're going to be in construction, and mm -hmm. you wouldn't really like. Being a young man coming out of my school, you wouldn't really go into the arts and things like that. Mm -hmm. It'd be like more sort of like use your hands, gets like more mm -hmm. that sort of work, you know, like manual work mm -hmm. or office space like bank work or something like that, which mm -hmm. was totally out of question because like at school, I wasn't, I didn't like school. Mm -hmm. I always turned up, I turned up every day, but I just didn't learn a lot. I was just a bit of a daydreamer and stuff, and mm -hmm. messed around, a bit of a clown. And <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, so it wasn't my choice, but. At the time, it was booming. Like the building trade was really booming back in, I can't remember, like '84, something that sort of time. Not something that old. It was like a, a massive boom on. Like East London was getting totally revamped. Like where Canary Wharf is and all that. None of that was there. That was all getting built. So mm -hmm. people was earning, construction was earning really good money. So the thing, like money wise and like economically, it was probably the thing that I would have been best suited at at the time. So the, yeah, I went into that, but uh, went into it a bit blind, and I didn't really enjoy. Most any most of it really. Mm -hmm. Did you did you even think about being a photographer at no, the time? No. I knew of photographers, but I did never even looked at like looked at images and thought like obviously mm -hmm. like the well known ones like David Bailey and people like that, and mm -hmm. obviously because of what he did with like the adverts and got on TV and stuff. That's the only reason I knew people like that because if they was in the mainstream media, I'd never considered myself as artistic or anything. Um, was it even allowed to say at the time in your in your <laughs> network that you are creative? No, if, I, if I said with my friends, oh, you know what, I'm going to be an artist. Maybe not a photographer as much, but like if I said oh, I was going to be an artist, and stuff, mm. 
But then I didn't really know anything about photography at all. Mm -hmm. I used to go um, do some fishing over lakes with my friends when I was really young. Um, we used to take a camera with us, which was then a film camera. Mm -hmm. But it was all always on automatic. And we used to take stupid photos with it most of the time. And mm -hmm. nothing was any good. And I never thought I'd, I'd be where doing what I am now, you know. It yeah. Didn't, it didn't really connect with me at the time. Yeah. And uh, did you did you have anyone in your network who who was a photographer or like who had a possibility maybe to to introduce you to the creative industry? So now I've sort of where I am now. Mm -hmm. I've looked back, and my mum actually like she she can be a pain. Like we say, oh, you're a pain with a camera, you know, because like you like every time we go somewhere, she'd be pulling the camera out, and so like maybe from that like subconsciously, and then. Someone I'm named after, I didn't realise at the time, um, is my dad's cousin. Mm -hmm. And he was an artist and a bit of a photographer and he was really into that side of things. Um, yeah, um, Jimmy, obviously. Mm -hmm. And we've met um, recently, a couple of years back. And then he got he comes to my first exhibition and we got chatting. Yeah, he's really, really good actually and I need to catch up with him because he's an interesting guy and he's, he's living in a house in East London which was... Um, a house for a couple of well-known artists years back and a well-known photographer. and So there's something there, but I never realised it at the time. Yeah. Let's jump to the moment when you when you started uh, getting into photography. How did that happen? Uh, how did you manage to uh, make yourself a photographer out of nothing? Uh, it was literally from nothing. Um, so um due to a few problems like i got a few neck issues so like in the construction industry like if you need mm -hmm. that for that time everyone's got problems with knees and things like that yeah wear, sure just wear and tear and i drove a machine for like a big telescopic forklift one of them big yellow things it affected my neck quite a lot <clears throat> i asked to be moved off it uh, long story short um had a few complications with the company and then basically i, I left with more or less nothing um so it's like what do you do i don't, I don't know what i'm gonna do I, I had this camera kicking around for a long time and mm -hmm. when the job thing got a bit stressful and it was like where's my money going to come from I sort of had an idea that I was going to get laid off and, and I needed a bit of an escape and it was, I found this old digital camera and I went around just a couple of days went around and just in the countryside locally and just took some photos and just enjoyed it enjoyed the experience mm -hmm. switched off you yeah, know, like all that pressure had gone. Everyone's got their thing where they can get a little bit of a release from. And then I put a few of them on Facebook. Literally, they were just like a frosty stuff on plants or things like this. Something mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't shoot anymore. And uh -huh. people going, oh, like these are really nice and stuff like this. And yeah. So I thought, I saw I had a barely in mind and I kept hold of the camera. And then down the line, I had the knee operation. I had like six to eight weeks of where mm -hmm. I couldn't really work or move around too much and stuff. So I used a little bit of money I did have and bought... Um, like a discounted camera like a dslr and then i was stuck indoors like with my legs strapped up um so just literally went through youtube for like six weeks and then i'd have the camera on my lap and then i'd have like a plant or something on a table in front of me yeah and it'd be right i'm going to take a photo of this plant and it's digital it's a lot easier obviously sure yeah so took a photo it's like oh, why is it dark why is it blurry why mm -hmm. why is the background not blurred out and all these yeah. questions and then go on YouTube and go, right, how do you blur the background? How do you do? That was just like a progression now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that, that was the start of everything. I was lucky. I mean, I had a couple of hundred quid that I managed to spend on the camera. Not a lot of people not, probably got that opportunity. But mm -hmm. yeah, so that was the start of, yeah, it was just, it just connected with me for some, and it was an escape, like I say, it was a really nice escape from 
that's fantastic that was going on and stuff there, so that's that's really that's really fascinating you know um it's great that you kind of went from a completely different job completely different background and then you taught yourself a job pretty much um and um uh, so how old were you when that happened so i was it was around five five years ago so i was 45 45 wow um yeah and with a few like issues as well like with my neck and stuff like that so mm. i get like quite boring one but like literally I get quite intense headaches for a few days at a time and mm -hmm. like muscle stuff and things like this um so even this job like if i'm if i'm do a studio shoot for like nine or ten hours the, the next day i'm i'm, I'm bad you know what i mean like, okay. but, yeah. but i'd rather have a really bad day in a studio than like a good day out on a building site yeah it's a hard heart anyone that does that job like I admire them people that you stick in that job because it is really hard. It's good money sometimes, but it's hard. It's really hard mm. on your body, really physically, and you're out in all weathers and stuff. I don't think they get the credit they deserve a lot of the time. Yeah, I can I can only imagine, but um, it, yeah, and uh, fair play to you uh, for you know changing your career at the age of 45 because i think I, i see a lot of people around me who when they reach like certain age it might be any time really it's very personal like it might be in 30s might be in 40s or 50s that they just feel like they are stuck with a job they they hate they don't like um life is getting more and more complicated once we get older especially if we have families or mortgage to pay or, or anything and um uh yeah lots of people just don't believe um, Uh, in themselves that they can actually actually change it and it's it's really impressive what you've done by being 45 being injured uh and then just inventing yourself uh and and learning photography uh and not even from like anyone else because you, you didn't have a mentor you didn't have like a no. teacher who who took you and say hey jimmy no, you can be a photographer no. so i've never had any, anyone i could really go to and go Oh, what about this lens or what about this and and so i mean, had to investigate all that myself mm -hmm. i mean my partner um she was like really really supportive at the time so once i got back on my feet and i was mm -hmm. going out and i was shooting a bit of like the street photography and stuff that's what i really that's, that was my passion and still is really like my, if i could do that and get paid i, I would do that all the time mm -hmm. um so she was sort of like helping out while i was sort of finding my feet doing a bit of volunteering so i've done mm -hmm. a bit of volunteering with the council putting um so like so i'll go back so one email i sent literally sent one email to someone in the council and said i'm i'm trying to learn a bit of photography and is there any opportunities to do some volunteering and that email basically led to where i am right now amazing like one email to one person fantastic and then she copied people in sent me it so what advice would you give to i don't know that 16 year old jimmy sitting at school <laughs> God, uh, i can't no, go through loads of details here but, <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah I, so don't be too influenced by anyone else like if you've got if you've got something on your mind that you feel that you've got such a passion for it i know it sounds really cliche and stuff but just do it because when you get older and you get into the things where you've got to pay rent and you've got to pay for a car and you, or you have children or whatever i have my kids really young So like I had to grow up really quick. Me and my partner had to earn money and bring money into the house to support like two young children. Like before you do all that, do your passion first. I feel like I'm behind everyone because I'm starting at such an old age. What advice would you give to people who are older but they are afraid of making a change? 
It's, see, that's a tough one because mine was false on me. Because I wouldn't be doing this now if I'd have had a choice. Because I would have just carried on doing the building. It was only mm -hmm. physically that I couldn't do it. But would you be happy? No, I'd be I'd be miserable. But it is it was easier because I I got it forced upon me and I didn't really have a choice. If you're comfortable, not com but even if you're doing all right and you're paying the rent, maybe and you're yeah. having a holiday once a year and stuff like that, to step away from that, start again, is a really difficult thing to to pluck up the courage. But five years doing something you love is better than doing another 15 years. Of course, yeah. But I mean, if you can do it, if you think you could maybe lose that holiday every year or you could, like a few luxuries you've got now, you could lose that. And then in three years' time, you could be doing something you really enjoy. If you love doing your job, you never work a day in your life and stuff yes. like that. Yes. It is true. Oh, fantastic. So to see your uh, new upcoming projects, where people can find you? Right. So um, on... I have to remember them because it's really hard with my name. Like my name's taken on like loads of photography things. So <laughs> on Instagram, on my street photography stuff is uh, Jimmy L Photography, and basically from there you can find my other work. So um, the website is the same. So that's Jimmy L Photography, Squarespace website, and and I've got three Instagram accounts. Which one's for the street photography one, and there's an it's called LBBD Portraits. Yeah. So oh, okay. it's, um, you'll find if you put LBBD porch, it will come up. And then also I've got a studio, more studio portrait page, which is <laughs> Jimmy hyphen Lee hyphen portraits, I think. Please keep up with your great work. You uh, and congratulations on what you're doing. Congratulations on your amazing mindset, uh, the, the self-learning uh, skill and uh, resilience and uh, everything that you achieved so far because that wasn't given to you you literally um, you know done it yourself uh, with your own hard work you should be proud of it uh, thank you for inviting me on as well. best of luck for the future thank you very much take care thank you you too